Hello there, probably scientists. Andy here with a quick announcement. The holidays are upon us, and if you're doing your shopping online, I want to remind you to visit probablyscience.com and click on Shop Amazon. There you can find our Amazon affiliate link, and if you click on that, you just shop as you normally would on Amazon, and at no extra cost to you, it kicks back some money to the podcast. It's the most painless and helpful way for you to contribute to the show, and we really appreciate everyone who's been doing that. One of our listeners wrote in to suggest that people also replace their Amazon bookmark in their browser with the link you see there, which is a great idea. Then you don't have to think about it. Next time you go to Amazon, it'll already be built in. Also on that page, you'll find the first official Probably Science Holiday Gift Guide. We've put together dozens of podcast-approved products for you to peruse. Ooh, that's a lot of peas. Uh, and those include comedy albums from past guests such as Karen Kilgariff, Baron Vaughn, Mike Kaplan, TJ Miller, Tim Minchin, Matt Bronger, Kyle Kinane, so many more. And books from past guests including Chris Hardwick, Dr. Sean Carroll, Dr. Jan Eleven, astronaut Chris Hadfield, David Epstein's book The Sports Gene. You'll also find just stuff we think is awesome. And some books and albums by guests we haven't had on yet. So you can check out that page if you want to try to guess where the spoilers are. And I'll admit Brian May is a long shot. But if anybody listening is a friend of the band Queen, please put in a good word for us. we got to make that happen somehow. All right. Enjoy this week's episode. Probably science. Welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Kirshen. Hey, Andy. Hello. How's it going? Very good. How are you doing? Very well. It's going well. It is going well. Do you have friends that make sure they always use well? when? Like, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing well. Oh. Like, okay, well, we could just say it the way people say it. Well, we, we're, doing, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. <laughs> we're yeah. doing not too shabby. Uh, we're joined by Jesse Case. Hey, guys. I'm doing fuck yeah. You're doing fuck yeah. <laughs> and, no, I'm not. Spent all morning at urgent care. Really? You yeah. did? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I, did. I didn't know that. I almost went to the ER last night, but you were gone doing whatever I'm, Andy stuff does. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. Passing uh, a kidney stone, guys. I have a kidney stone no, right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. No, yeah. Jesse. Oh, it fucking no. fucking sucks. And they wait. can't do anything, but you just got to wait, right? They can do some stuff. They give you like uh, antibiotics for, you know, in case there's an infection. There's stuff oh. that like helps your urethra widen. Is this because of that time you kept eating kidney stones? Yes. And normally the body breaks that stuff up. Right. You know, but I thought I thought I was in a candy store. Right. I thought this thing of kidney stones, but I was in a really old apothecary. Okay. Ah. Um, you gotta stop going to those. I gotta stop going to those. I always think I'm in a candy store and it's just a really <laughs> vintage pharmacy. God, well, are you going to keep the listeners up to date on the goings-on of your stone via Twitter and things over the next few weeks? Sure. I mean, I wasn't even going to bring it up. Of course I was, I'm, but yeah, yeah, I'm fascinated. Like it's, it's, it, I, I it, can't believe dude, it's a thing it that sucks. I've heard it's the worst thing, the worst it pain. It sucks. It's, uh, have you, I think we should bring it yeah, up. Let's our bring guest. in the guest because he's got things to say. <laughs> we, I don't want to stop and do a long introduction, but you may know him from Hard and Firm, from The Nerdist, from At Midnight, from Garfunkel Notes, very funny musical comedy, comedian, writer, person, Mike Furman. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thank hey, you Mike for Furman. Us. I have had a kidney stone. I've had uh, two. And I know exactly. Did I they both to, pass? Uh, they, uh, God rest their souls, they did. Um, okay. Don't they? Aren't they now able to kind of break them up with ultrasound or something? They, you're able. To, yeah, you're able to see them with ultrasound, and okay. then you would know uh, to go in. And I think, yeah, I think they would. Well, they play like ultra high frequencies, and it can break them up. Yeah, yeah. so you don't like have that. to just do them all in one go. Like you I've used been to. putting my dick up to my iTunes, and I have Bjork playing. <laughs> that might be where it came from, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Oh wait, no, is Bjork happen. rock? Because I think rock is what causes it. 
No, okay. small stones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, still small stones. Small stones. Yeah. Small stones. If you listen to Rolling Stones. Have you considered paper? Mm. I feel like it's, 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 what? It covers it covers rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. call. Yeah. Good call. Good. Definitely considered scissors. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> just um, the whole thing. Yeah. Just the whole thing. And also, I learned about a fascinating thing called deferred pain, hmm. which I mean, we all know is a thing. Like yeah. installments. Uh, yeah, like pain payment plans, right. but it's where like um, something really hurts, but really it's because of nerves in a completely different area. Oh yeah. So so you got the kidney stone, but instead your arm hurts or your head yeah. or. There's a- there's I a vast deference that. joke in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, trying to no, it's all it's all deferring um, comedy. To it's you know most people with kidney stones feel them. It's this area on your back, right? And it goes around. Yeah, but yeah. I've been. It's been all. That's not actually where it is. You're saying, or that is where that is where the kidney is. Okay. but I've been. It's been. Well, yeah, I guess it's been all cock and balls. Oh no, and sphincter. Hmm. Um, we know. I can ask. It. I I had mine when I was I think 15. Okay. Um, what? And yeah, I was 15. I was eating a lot of cereal. <laughs> Which is possibly where, like, I was having, I, I like, this is probably 15 years, solid years of just drinking sure. milk. Um, I don't know if that's the connection, but that was one thing they said. It comes from calcium. Um, or this kind, yeah. maybe, did. Well, there's, like, um, four kinds. Right, right, right. The calcium right. kind is from calcium. Yeah. And it came out looking like a, a Frankenberry, if that's any. <laughs> right. um, Wait, are, but I picture them looking like rock candy, like or like jagged, like geo like, crystals or something. Yeah. Some of them, the, yeah. they look like little um, Koopa shells from Mario Brothers. <laughs> like a little spiky. Is that the one? Yeah, the spiky yeah. shell? I mean, or like little comets. I mean, they're, they're, they look like they would hurt if they passed through something slinky, sure. you know, like something smooth. But um, so I, I passed mine like full, full blown, ah, you know, like. Did you did, you did yours come Bowser? out or what's that? Did you take out Bowser? I did. I shut it out and a little bit of blue. If it's a blue one, it'll go Wait, always. You, the pass, yeah. you passed <laughs> your full blown like screaming like just yeah like it came on slowly. It was kind of I just thought I I was homesick. Uh, I want to say maybe an hour. It took as long as uh, my then uh, my girlfriend at the time's mom came over picked me up because I was homesick. Um, don't know if that was related, but I was homesick. Uh, my girlfriend's mom came over, picked me up, and drove me to the ER. And so, in the time of that drive to being in the ER, and then I passed out. I just like yeah. full blown passed out. Oof. Woke up later, not from drugs, just from I think you're you know, just your brain going, yeah, we're going to check out of this one. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm good. I passed I, out I, in the shower last night. Did you really? Yeah, and that's when I was like, really? I should probably go to an ER. And I called my mom. Oh, Jesse, I'm so like, sorry I wasn't here, man. God. Who gives a fuck? Well, no, I could have driven about? you. You had to drive yourself. Andy, you have no bedside manner. I would have had anyone else take me to an ER. <laughs> what? So did you? What? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to respond to this. I, I guess I have, have no way to prove that I have bedside manner. I haven't been called upon yet, but I feel like I would. Uh, yeah. So sure, was it was sure. it like, was it, was it the waves of pain? Like Because it's severe, like pregnancy. It's, it's like it's severe waves, oscillating waves. Uh, lasting longer and longer and getting worse and worse. Yeah. And then I just passed out. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because it feels like, with me, it felt like my whole junk, everything down there was just about to explode and it yeah. never does. Yeah. And... Because you're trying to, if, if you can picture it, there is a, a tiny little tube uh, through which there's only supposed to be liquid. That's it. Just like the smallest yeah. molecules of liquid going through. Mm-hmm. And now this thing is trying to do like you know, squeeze a rock through it yeah. with peristalsis mm-hmm. style motion. <laughs> I'm and so thinking, what you're feeling in these waves is this thing gr- just grind. It's like trying to, you know, rip a spiky bowling ball through a sock. And I'm just picturing like, Augustus Gloop stuck in the tube. There you go. <laughs> Very similar. I guess, yeah. But let me let me guys tell you. Let me, if let Augustus me, Gloop was jagged and the tube was I'm, a penis. Yeah, if he was a yeah. character from Guar. And the, <laughs> yeah. The tube, yeah. Absolutely. If he was dressed like Guar, then yeah, the factory's like, ah! 
Spike yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah. Didn't Guar lose their first member lately? I think so. They did. I think Ruth. And they they now have a replacement uh, female singer who I believe shoots blood from her tits. Okay, okay good. Isn't it yeah, like good. Onerous something? Or what was the guy's name? Uh, the Let me tell you guys something. The urgent care place over on Riverside uh, sucks. Oh. I am, uh, I'm, I feel like, uh, I didn't realize how like junky centric it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess you would assume urgent care places are, but I didn't know that. I've never been to an urgent care. I've been to I, ERs and I've been to the doctor. Right. Yeah. But I've never been to that in between. I kind of, I'm, I'm still getting to grips with the American medical system. I don't really understand how the different things work. I, I think the more you get to grip, come to grips with it, the less you'll like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. makes you sad. It makes right no, now, it makes no sense. Wait till it surprises you someday horribly and then you'll have all your anguish. This is, this is the thing, because in the UK right now, mm-hmm. um, David Cameron and the Conservative government are in the process of doing their best on the sly to dismantle the National Health Service. Hooray. And they're claiming they're not, but they basically are. They're selling off bits and bits to private uh, enterprise. And the right-wing papers, like the Daily Mail and Co., constantly bring up horror, NHS horror stories, where they're like, this is what happened in a National Health Service hospital, and these are the waiting times, and so on. And it's all meant to make you think this is because the government's involved and it makes it terrible. Right. But I've been in America right now, where everything is private and insurance-based, yeah. and all of the same things happen. Of yeah. course. Because like, yeah. in, in Britain, private healthcare, like if you have the funds to go private, that's like the difference between go, between economy class or business class on a plane. Like it's just, it's the same doctors, the same, you go to the same places, but right. you get seen much quicker and you get nicer rooms and that kind of thing. So the... I, There's so the, no middleman taking a cut and... Yeah, so the impression is in America where everything's private, it'll all be like that and you'll get all the first class treatment. But I, so many friends of mine who had medical issues in America and have the insurance, they still get left in the waiting room for six hours and they still right. have doctors who screw up and they still have like all of the same problems that happen in any health service around the world because it's an unwieldy massive thing yeah. well, that's like but any, they end up in debt that's like any any you know like the, the union is the problem and you, because <laughs> of this and that problem with it you're like well no it's not perfect you should fix those things yeah. Yeah. but you don't destroy the, the entire because... union because there was a problem with it yeah. as if the next day you know the, the option or the alternative has no problems right I yeah. love the, the anti-government people who are running for government offices. Like, I hate the government. We shouldn't have a government. Also, elect me to the government. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. like what? The, the big fucking gun control argument that, and, and you know, you'd be for it, against it, whatever, is when you have people, you have uh, senators, you have congressmen, um, you have them saying, well, uh, yeah, we can't make these laws because the laws won't work. Criminals will just get guns. And it's like, you're literally a lawmaker. Hmm? And you're saying laws don't work? Yeah. yeah. Quit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fucking quit. You know Here's what I mean? the problems with bowls, says the bowl maker. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, start making good bowls. Why did you do this? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, the laws just, laws don't work. Everyone knows that. Anyway, back to my money for making laws. <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, so, uh, point being, they thought I was there trying to get, like, methadone and shit. Because uh, I look like me. Um and, uh, Except you were writing in pain. And, writhing in pain. Yeah, and you look like somebody who was having a serious. And also, medical. like very articulate. Like my mom's a doctor. I was very. I was. I was like, look. I think I've eliminated prostatitis um, uh, or prostatitis. They um, might not have understood what you were I've, talking about. You know what I mean, <laughs> and they're just like looking at me like, because because it really does piss off doctors when someone goes in after an hour on WebMD and thinks they have a diagnosis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Of course, that pisses them off. Yeah, yeah. and all just seen it's on house. Right, right. And I was trying to ex- I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, no, I, I really think yeah. this is like, can we please investigate this? And uh, basically, they just took a lot of blood, and that guy was like an intern, so it was like five times. It just sucked. It was a shitty morning, man. So that, what ended up happening? It, did it pass on its own? And you just it hasn't passed yet. 
but they know so wait, it is but you in don't, there. Do you have the waves of pain happening right now? I'm still having the waves of pain. <gasps> good God. Do you have any good pain meds? No, they wouldn't give me pain meds. Oh, my God. Because you're going to just use it and sell them to your friends. I'm going to sell them to my friends or, you know, <sighs> and you know what? Don't pass those lot. They're just going to get the pain meds somewhere. <laughs> They're just going to get him somewhere. No, it's, you know what? I, can't I had that sitting here having a kidney stone. We, we have friends who have extra. I'm a badass, <laughs> I Mike. Talk about I'm a badass. Stone, when I when I had that ear infection and I was like, "This is unbearable." I just went to Facebook. I was like, "Does someone have Vicodin?" Like, and, and someone's like, "Yeah, I got some extra." Like, oh well, yeah, is, yeah. No, I can. Like, I don't I feel that score, bad about doing that. Like, I can score I drugs. Yeah. yeah. Um, the hive mind of Twitter and Facebook actually equals a doctor. Yeah. If you didn't know, that, yeah. You actually, we could go down into Brendan's apartment and inhale. and probably be high for a couple days. So wait, did they do an extra? How do they actually determine there's definitely a stone? It's just they they uh, well first. Or can you even X-ray for that? I don't know what the normal. Well, yeah, you give a CT scan and stuff like that. But uh, urine tests and um, they can eliminate UTI based uh-huh. on a urine test. But then depending on how much blood's in the urine, <sighs> that's how. Are you they... constantly peeing blood right now? No. Okay. I will say blood, uh, blood can be in your urine. You don't see blood. Oh, I see. They had to. They would have to test for it. Blood cells yeah, are very you small. You can only taste it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's no, the worst she part of me, this. She had me pee in her mouth. Yeah. And, um, well, maybe she's not that bad. <laughs> no, it was okay. It's weird, though, to go to an urgent care with a private name. That's what you're talking about, that private health care, because this one was called yeah. Denny's. Oh, <laughs> you know what? And might I have, went and I... Mm, this might... You know what? I think an, I'll just watch this play out. Is, yeah. this, I, 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 hmm. is this another one of your Craigslist finds? <laughs> yeah. I went on Craigslist and searched for urgent care doctor, and they said, meet me at, meet me at Denny's, which I assume is the clinic is name. Is this a top house doctor? It was a topless doctor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even worse, it's Denny's with one N. It's not even like a good, it's not even, it's somebody who took advantage of a Denny's that went out of business. It's the John Stevans. John Stevans. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you rip off something that's already shitty? Yeah. What Love is it. John Stevans? Well, Vaughn's Von stores, oh, some John of them Stavons. were bought by okay, someone sorry. else or I'm something. with you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there was a business called John Stevans. I, I do wish they would call it John Stevans. <laughs> yeah, the Oshkosh. Um, by the way, uh, th- another thing I learned from my uh, episode where it was, again, I'm, I'm amazed you're right here because it's so painful. I wrote a letter, like a, a quick note, uh, scribbled to my girlfriend at the time saying that I was you know, like, goodbye. Like I thought I was dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there was, I just didn't know. I was sitting there, but it's like, we don't know, you know. Um, yeah, you'll like pass out. You'll vom- A lot of people vomit. Yeah. Just the but, pain is so severe. But then the second one I had just came out. It was just like quick and easy. And I was like, what was that? And it was a rock. Like it just shot a rock out. I was well, like, what the? You, did you well, fish you it out? That hella wide urethra. Yeah, exactly. From the first now one. it's like that was like my second baby. The second one falls <laughs> right like, out. Yeah. The third one, I like probably had like fifteen of them by now, and I don't know. Yeah, you just beat rocks at this point. Um, exactly. Um, but the uh, better than scissors was the earlier joke. Yes. Um, but the thing is, too, I went in to find out if there were more, and the way we did at that time, I now know um, something I didn't, um, which is I am allergic to uh, intravenous iodine, which is a nuclear, yeah. you know, an isotope of, of iodine that they will inject into you. I went to in. To see the outpatient. flow of everything. Yeah, 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 they'll watch where it's going. And, oh, yeah. yep, uh, they, it's concentrating in your kidneys, and there's the rocks. You know, you have more coming, so let's do something about it. Um, but the doctor said, all right, so um, before we do this, this is like walking off the street. It was a couple of days later. And he said, do you, uh, you know, do you like shellfish? And I was like, doc, we just met. Um, and <laughs> hey. he's like, you know, but he said, do you, you know, do you eat crab? Do you eat shrimp? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, good. And apparently that was the, let's find out if you're allergic to iodine thing. Oh, I wonder what it was in, in shellfish, people with shellfish. Iodine. Iodine. I think it's iodine. It's just, they have that. But the thing is, that's one type of iodine. Mm. And it is not the necessarily. Shellfish kind. That's the kind of that's, yeah, exactly. iodine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found out I cannot inject a shrimp directly into my veins. That's, no. We <laughs> found out was uh, he injected it. And uh, after a couple seconds, we're sitting there. And one arm just started to get really red and rashy. Ooh. And, uh. And I 
didn't even really notice that. I was kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm just laying there. And uh, it started to get a little hard to breathe. And then it started to like, I started to get kind of swimming. I was like, hey, uh, I feel kind of, I don't know, not great. You know, it's starting to get a little hard to breathe. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. People <laughs> A flood of people start running in. They start shooting up all this stuff into my veins. They have, I guess, filled up all the places where they can shoot up. So they start shooting into my wrists. Then they put a giant one that they shoot into that. Jesus. All this stuff because I'm going into full-blown anaphylactic shock. Wow. And I'm laying there like, well, I guess that's it. There's nothing I can do. I can't. And I... <laughs> like pinhole out I like disappear I don't remember You write another quick note Yeah I yeah, out Jesus Mike You know what It's I'm like s- five in a week <laughs> <laughs> It was all a flip book She could actually flip yeah, them And right. it's me like You know Big heart coming out of my chest um, But no uh, In the end You know I, I stopped breathing And I was You know I guess it ended up working out because I lived. But he said, like, oh, yeah, you spoiler. stopped breathing. Yeah, spoiler, I'm alive. Um, and it turned out that, uh, oh, hello. This is Gus. Hey, Gus. Um, You're not allergic to dogs, are you? No. Okay. No one, no dogs can see me, though. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, yeah, so it ended up I was I was okay, but... Uh, if you're going to go look for more, just know beforehand. Uh, Shellfish. I, yeah, and that even if you're, yeah, even if you're okay with that, good, yeah. that might not be enough to know if you're allergic to it. I, I had a I have an very weird... You have an EpiPen? No, I say just... Because that's I, not a thing that I would encounter anyway, although I do yeah, fill it out, but a, it's not... I have a very weird... I had a very weird thing today where... Um, this is a really small office. This mm-hmm. is the urgent care place up in Riverside. And I, uh, so I go in and they- Is it on wheels by chance? N- n- no, no. Okay. It's not on wheels. It's, uh, it's like a taco truck situation. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's on med- carts are so hot <laughs> right now. It's, yeah, yeah. it's on yeah. jacks. Yeah. You have to follow its Twitter to know where it's going to be. <laughs> um, and then you, you go and they have different things for different days. There's like a prostate guy one oh, day okay. and then the okay. next day. Yeah. So I, um, I go in there and they need a urine sample. Which is going to be a problem right. because it makes me want to die. Yeah. So I go and I'm like writhing in the bathroom. It takes like 30 minutes. I finally bring out this awful little cup with a spurt of urine, mm-hmm. and uh, and I give it to the guy, and he goes, "All right, yeah, we're going to run the uh, strip test. You know, the the strip test. You know, if there's uh, blood or infection, whatever. Um, why don't you go ahead and go in the go in the uh, the room? The doctor will be right. Uh, you know, why don't you go ahead and go in the room? Mm-hmm. So I go in, and the door closes in the exam room. And then um, it's totally quiet out there. And about 30 seconds later, I hear the same guy yell like, we need a doctor stat right now. It turns out someone else with like a bleeding head had come in. But like, I just thought he just ran a test oh. and found out like, you're dying today. <laughs> like, like, you'll never make it. You're like, what? How'd you know that? Urine test. <laughs> right. How good is this doctor? <laughs> There's like um, aliens in my urine. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It looks like a pregnancy test, but it just comes back with a skull and crossbones on it. Like ah, oh! yeah. it just he says just, dead. Yeah. He just looks once at your tongue and then crosses himself. Yeah, <laughs> he just he dips the thing into it and it just goes. <laughs> they come the gone. The, the entire thing yeah. is just the, the doctor comes in with a sharpie and draws X's in my eyes. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just places a coin over them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a bummer. So uh, I was. Uh, w- this got me wondering why is it that only men get kidney stones? Then I Google it, and women get kidney stones also. But why is it a thing that you associate more with with men? Do you guys know? Because our urethras are not as big as beeves. <laughs> what? What? You think, right? You think they get it, but it's easier for them to pass? Wait, what's a beeve? have larger... A, a vagina, right? Well, that's well, two different I think it's, tubes. It's, it goes from the kidney down to the bladder. I think it's right, once, it, once it gets to the bladder, then you're okay. And I think from bladder on the way out is where the vagina but, come into play, But right? women do have separate urethras yeah, from... Yeah, there's two different... 
from the other bits. Holes. I know there's or two different holes. Have just everything comes out the same. No, no, no. I know. I know there's two. I know how some things work. Okay, I understand that. Um, then they merge in the women's cloaca. Wait, but what right. men and women both have two kidneys into, yeah. presumably, uh, that feed into one bladder. Is that right? Like yeah. the same uh, in yes. both? Yes, and, okay. and then feed out to, through one urethra to the outside world. Right. The outside so you're saying right. the yeah. pain is worse from the kidney to the bladder than it is from the bladder on... I think out? once it's in the bladder, bladder out the front is like oh. a pretty decent-sized passageway. It's from the kidney I down God. into the thing. That's like, a, you that's know, your, that's, your that's a tiny, tiny, voyage. tiny, yeah. Because it starts, it gets made in the kidney. Yeah. So What's that thing where they travel through the body, the amazing... Magic school bus? Or is that what it is? Oh, there is that. Okay. But yeah, I think you're thinking of the, the Fantastic Voyage, where, they, where the scientist adults shrink down. Fantastic... Uh, the uh, Magic and School Fantastic Bus is like Planet? the kids. It's a French movie. Right. The Incredible Journey. That's yeah. the animals finding their owners, right? No, that's Homeward Bound. Damn it. What hmm. is... The, okay, so Fantastic Voyage is what? Uh, that's where Audrey Tattoo shrinks down and goes inside and uh, messes with your body in a fun and... Oh, that's... Omelie. What is that? <laughs> that's right. well, cool. That's Wait a minute. I was just okay. looking up whether I can't see any difference in the stats between men and women having kidney stones, but maybe it is just that thing of going. Maybe it's just because maybe the rumor started just because kidney stones are traditionally the thing that guys can have that is bad as child. That's exactly right. yeah, that's, that's, that's right. What I would think, right. Right. So it's just like, well, this is man's pain thing. Yeah. Well, and don't men? Oh, have, and women get both. Why do don't, we have to? Don't yeah. men have a lower pain threshold as well? That's actually. One of those ten uh, percent of your brain sort of myths. Okay, actually, women have a low. What's what's the intuitive thing? It's the opposite of what's intuitive. It's the opposite of what you. Uh, so that would men mean- have a higher pain tolerance than women. Oh, here we go. There is a um, the lifetime incidence of kidney stones is nearly thirteen percent in men and seven percent in women. So okay. it is almost twice as prevalent in men. Interesting. Okay. I wonder if it's just because we eat badly worse than women. That can't be true across yeah. the board, is it? Uh. I don't know. Okay, but lesson learned, kids, uh, stay away from cereal, it I could guess. Be, I wonder if it's a, it could be a hormone thing. It could be a testosterone thing. Let's this look it up. This is the speculative part of our show. Yeah, this is where probably science looks stuff up for you. Well, there's going to be <laughs> some other medical issues that are going to be happening more and more in the world, I think. I think so. You, right. you probably doubled over in pain at certain points with this stone. Yeah, maybe, still, maybe still. Maybe your posture was yeah. affected in still some an ways. issue. Yep, posture affected. This might not be limited to people with kidney stones because... What are you, what are you uh, talking about there, Andy? According to Nerdist.com, text neck is poised to become a serious millennial malady. Oh, I saw that thing. I'm a, somebody laying, I saw that a while ago. We got a guy, if you're laying in bed and looking at your phone, there's some Japanese guy, I think, who got treated for it? Or, oh yeah, yeah. That it like eats away at your neck bones. It's a bad because you're, you're you're cocking your neck forward at an unnatural yeah. angle. What do you guys I'm think so about drive-through neck? That's a special type of just it left left turn with your. <laughs> but head it's left turn, but also left. over because you're reading oh, while yeah. speaking. So it's a weird. Oh, yeah. it's very unnatural. Yeah, don't spend more than uh, an hour a day in a drive-through. Yeah, I try Max. not to. Yeah. Do you guys ever look at your credit card statement at the end of the year and then sort everything by where the purchases were made just to see oh, my God, what no. your year is like? No. Yeah, you don't want to find out you made 50 trips to Jack in the Box last year, like this guy did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally 50 trips. I think if you get a thank you card from Jack in the Box at the end of the year, that's yeah, that's, that's right time on. Yeah. I should have gout, I think. Yeah. The disease of kings. Or um, you, just get, you just pull up and then they just slide your order across the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is the same thing I get every time. Okay, anyhow, uh, so torque is a word you've probably heard referring to cars or weightlifting, but thank, actually I haven't heard it with weightlifting, but thanks to the ubiquity of smartphones, it's starting to describe the forces in your neck when interneting. The Washington Post reports that research to be published later this month, and this is as of uh, late November, is the first to quantify just how much force is applied to the spine when we tilt our heads to text. And Eight it's pounds? A, it's a lot. <laughs> is it different if you're sexting? Is there a sext? Ooh, a sext, sext torque as well? Neck sext neck could be a big problem. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, torque, you're more intense. Yeah, you're yeah. looking closer. Uh, torque is a description of the rotational force applied to some by some mass at some point. The greater the distance between the mass and the rotation point, the greater the torque. That's why it's easier to rotate dirt out of the ground when you push at the very end of a shovel as opposed to its base. Sure. Leverage. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so if the average human head weighs a dozen pounds or so, fuck you, Lip Nicky, uh, the further it tilts down, the further it is away from the rotation point, the spine at your shoulders, and the more rotational force, torque, is applied. Um, the research to be published by Dr. Kenneth Hans Raj in the National Library of Medicine is the first to calculate that the forces on your spine can be huge as much as 60 pounds depending on your texting angle. And if smartphone users spend an average of two to four hours craned over their devices, I'm assuming that's per day. As the research notes, that's 700 to 1,400 hours a year. High schoolers in particular might spend an additional 5,000 hours in this position, Hans Raj told The Post. Wow, Andy, yes. you're really good at reading out loud. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was like flawless. Oh, that, <laughs> the I words mean, are right in front of me. I don't have to make them up for anything. I'm con- my posture is terrible, and I'm conscious of the fact that it, it's, fr- it's so much of it is from devices. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say how much that much of it is necessarily text, or maybe some of it is because when I'm just stood around at the back of a gig, I probably have my head tilted over and I'm just looking at my phone, looking at Twitter or whatever. But, but then, is it any different than a book or a day planner? That's what or, I'm I mean, wondering. Yeah, there were magazines much, before this. Sure. There were absolutely. But how before much that, of the people time, would stare at their penis and wonder, or they'd have, <laughs> <laughs> you know? or they'd have, uh, and say, "Why do I have more uh, kidney stones?" But right? I think it is but, loads more time. I I really do. Like, of course, like, maybe like I, TV at the foot of the bed uh, are the people to check with because they they've been that's true for a long time. Yeah, I wonder uh, that's you know. But I wouldn't, for example, before I had a smartphone, which I didn't for the first half a decade or so of doing comedy. Right. When I was at the back of a show, I would just talk to people or maybe occasionally look at my notes or watch the show. Right. And now I stand around and I look at my phone with my head tilted forward. Hmm. I try to limit myself consciously from that sort of thing. Like, uh, because, yeah, I'm a super addict with that thing. I'll just, it's your go-to. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of things, like, we've talked about this a lot in the show, but I think people are going to discover, like... Yeah, maybe keep your phone off for like six hours a day. That's a healthy thing to do. Right. Yeah, I think I, I'm so bad at that. I probably need to, I'm almost certainly have signs of addiction to phones. And oh, definitely. We need like an eye Sabbath where you like have your yeah. one yes. day a week where like I'm not allowed to operate that. You, you, you don't observe this, right? Can you turn this on for me real quick and just see what time my appointment's at? But what if right. I miss something? Yeah. You have to get like a Gentile to come along and yeah, exactly. operate it for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Someone told me there's like an adult summer camp thing where that, that is one of the rules. It's like a weekend long thing and uh, you can't have any devices. Everyone has to just interact well, as one of the humans. Things, I, was, I was kind of really disappointed when Emery managed to text me from Burning Man right. to yeah. find out where you were because I was I've still hoping to go at some point and I really liked the idea that I would be completely uncontactable like that was one of the nicest things about it not only did I not want to use my phone I wouldn't be able to use it it would be just it's just a an I I operated under under that assumption for the first five or six days I was there I just didn't even turn out I had it in airplane mode and then when I turned it off someone told me that the neighbors had set up uh, a Wi-Fi network our neighbors at the campsite and I was like, oh, damn it. Now I don't have this excuse. But I'm like, wait, I could still just operate under this. I could just keep it in airplane mode and decide yeah, right. not to. But I, I, I turned it back on. Well, and how'd you know there was a Wi-Fi network? So, someone else in our camp had turned on their phone and saw a signal came in and it was just open. And I was like, oh, damn it. Oh, now so I'm that's, how, that's how you knew there was Wi-Fi close by. As opposed to, oh, I mean, well, that's the only way a person could possibly yeah. know. How else could, it, could one know there is Wi-Fi nearby, Jesse? Well, Andy, um... <laughs> 
turns out that uh, there's a man who can hear Wi-Fi wherever this? he walks. That can't be real. Well, you know, you might be thinking it's not, but let me tell you something. Uh, Frank Swain has been going deaf since his twenties. Now that he has hacked his, um, now he has hacked his hearing so he can listen into the data that surrounds us. Um, it's pretty Wait, weird. Can he load the page into his brain though and view it? Hold on, this is written from. It's a written weird, a first person I hope he's perspective. Looking that up to see if that, <laughs> it's a bit of an editorial. This article. So he he had an upgrade to his hearing aids with a grant from Nesta, the UK innovation charity. Sound artist Daniel Jones and uh, and wait, this, this is with a hearing aid. Yeah. Well, that's not... I know. It's Wait like a minute, though. Yeah, the headline makes you think magic. I know. <laughs> yeah. They built Phantom Terrains, an experimental annoying. tool for making Wi-Fi fields audible. Uh, so our modern world is suffused with data. Since radio towers began climbing over towns and cities in the early 20th century, the air has grown thick with wireless communication, the platform on which radio, television, cell phones, satellite broadcasts, Wi-Fi, GP... You get it. All those things rely, and yet despite wireless communication becoming ubiquitous presence in modern life, the underlying infrastructure has remained largely invisible. Um, so Phantom Terrains opens the door to this world to a small degree by tuning into these fields. Running on a hacked iPhone, the software exploits the inbuilt Wi-Fi sensor to pick up details about nearby fields, router name, signal strength. Wait, is this just a thing that just yells out like well, Bluebell no, Ranch? No, it tells you the he, name of the... What he sees is, uh, so on a busy street, we may see over 100 independent wireless access points within Signal Ranch. Yeah. Uh, the strength of the signal, direction, name, and security level on these are translated into an audio stream made up of a foreground and background layer. Distant signals click and pop like hits on a Geiger counter while the strongest bleat the network ID in a looped melody. So, yeah. This sounds just really annoying. Yeah. It's just, I thought he could just hear it like yeah. Neo at the end of the Third yeah, Matrix yeah. where he doesn't even need to plug in anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like biodigital jazz, man. <laughs> yeah. Just. Or like, did you guys hear the uh, the sound of the comet? Did you go listen to that? Um, oh, we were going to play that, actually. I yeah. I thought that that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Was It was just, they just, uh, sp- they bumped it up into an audible range. Yeah, it was the magnetic field that they that was being picked up by the sensors and yeah they did exactly that they converted those waves into sound waves so that it was more yeah by the way interesting for the human Jesse just had to step out so let's think let's think good thoughts I hope everything's going well for him Jesse oh we God. feel for you bedside manner you guys look at me <laughs> I could good. totally do it right it's good bedside manner I hope everything's okay Jesse yeah we should play that maybe we'll Oh, maybe yes. we'll open the episode with that sound. Oh yeah, the sound Ooh. you heard at the beginning of the episode. That was the sound you heard at the beginning of that episode that yeah. wasn't referred to for about. Yeah, but then it was yet, mysterious. Uh, that's kind of like yeah, it's good because then people had to wonder for like twenty minutes. You have to add one big, uh, uh, a comically loud boing, <laughs> which is the comet. <laughs> I mean the lander. <laughs> they also picked up the sound. It's like a timpani. <laughs> well, now we're gonna have to add that. Yeah, it's like Peter and the Wolf. Oh, like yeah, uh, everything's right. gonna have to have it. Uh, and then the duck is a clarinet. That's and, right. Uh, Speaking might... of music, uh, we haven't even really introduced you or gotten into. Yeah, your... we normally we got into a couple of stories earlier, but normally I'm before... mostly known for my kidney stone. <laughs> so don't be most people. The kidney stone musings of Mr. Mike Furman. <laughs> like, oh. go, ah! <laughs> Thank I, you. We we normally ask our guests what is your background in science. Now you've written a whole load of both solo and with Chris Hardwick a whole load of sciencey songs. But yeah. what's your actual? Did you do any kind of science degree, or did you? Um, I did a. Uh, I have a philosophy degree okay. from UCLA. Which did you study that with Chris? Uh, he was also a philosophy major at UCLA, although we never had classes together. Oh, okay. or, um, but we were both at the, the same time, and then he uh, <clears throat> he started doing. Was it singled out right then? I can't remember. Now things are melting together. Pretty much but straight out of university. Yeah. All right. Yeah. While we were in school. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah so but i uh i was actually going towards film and television did not get in and then didn't want to leave without something Mm -hmm. so i was like i'm doing what have i been you know in the meantime like you can you have to declare um film or you apply to film and television in your junior year so for those couple years before i was just taking undergrad and you know general stuff and i thought well what am i what am i enjoying and doing okay and then i can get a degree in yeah exactly without like well i guess i'll just be a neuroscientist you know or something like (laughs) oh god um which of course looking back i should have done but uh i was doing well in philosophy and i enjoyed it so i just declared that and Nice. And you were playing you know. music this whole time. Yeah. You guys had yeah, already yeah. formed Hard and Firm when you were in yeah. college? Yeah, yeah, we were doing that for the uh, UCLA Comedy Club, which was a oh. uh, a group of 15 or 20 people that got together with random, you know, joke ideas and workshopped them out. Oh, cool. Yeah, we put Who on else? Shows are there other people that still do comedy from that that we didn't know? Um, let's see. There are, yeah, there, there are a handful of... Uh, boy, random... Uh, like, mostly writers. Yeah. And uh, some guys from... Uh, Producers and writers on Family Guy, um, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when did you start playing music? Uh, right then. I mean, I, I I was in the comedy club uh, doing like bad guitar songs. Oh, you were learning guitar as you're going. This is like you weren't like a childhood no musician. At I mean, I know I already knew music, but I was somewhat. Yeah. Um, and where did the science the science you interest? So that in? was that was from uh, liking you know kind of nerdier comedy uh, music. And then Chris and I just writing kind of fact-based, you know, like I think I think that's a, uh, a they might be giants term, but just saying that like, you know, the music that you don't write from your heart, you just actually go and research it for days and days. And then we just, <laughs> we both, you know, enjoy that kind of stuff. And we just started writing that kind of stuff. Yeah. We'll link over on probablyscience.com to a bunch of your songs. Some of my favorites include uh, Pi, just the tribute to the numerical value Pi, yeah. sure. where you guys have to sing. I was just trying to count it right now. Is it like 60 or 70 digits? Uh, at the end, when it goes into the chorus and then has this big outro, it's like 180. And you're sing- you're harmonizing the the chorus is singing the digits of yeah. pi. You guys are harmonizing, so you both have you can't be just making up numbers. These no, no, are they the have correct. to be. That's that's one of those <laughs> ones that in the studio. I think when we recorded it, we hadn't yet memorized it, and so and it's sung by a woman who um, is singing it. If you listen, there's a um, there are no breaks. She doesn't take any breaths or anything like that. Like we, I you know blended every take so that it's oh, okay. one big crazy long three part harmony stream of the exact you know. And I think we missed one and had to go. <laughs> Stuff in a seven some somewhere. Nerd is gonna go listen yeah, to the, so yeah. there's there's one number in there. You'll hear it go seven two five three. You know something like that. Um, but then yeah, then we had to like if we're gonna perform this, we now have to memorize this, and that's kind of that's been the uh, recurring theme to almost every song <laughs> these days, especially where. Um, I have a song that's not sciencey, but it's just called Chicken Monkey Duck, and oh, it's yeah. just a free form, you know, kind of just random uh, scatting of the words chicken monkey and duck in you know and. When it was done, I was like, <laughs> cool, whatever. And then uh, thought, oh, you know, it'd be fun. I'm going to make a video of that. And I'm just going to put a chicken wherever there's a chicken and a duck wherever there's a duck and, uh, you know, a monkey wherever there's a monkey. I know a lot of them are apes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, comment sections. I get it. I know. Apes don't have tails. I know, I know, I know. But, um, and then when it came time, I was like, oh, cool. Ah, oh, man, how can I perform that? I could, you know, like just point to the screen and do that. Yeah, that'd be Oh my God! Uh, I now have to memorize what was a total freestyle of again 180, the same three words just over and over in a different like monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey duck monkey duck like I just had to learn it until it became music, and then yeah, and now now I know it, and I don't you know I guess I could you know do it another way, but that way feels perfectly right like those that order feels like the order in which you would say those three words in a certain way yeah exactly. So yeah, so that's it's more 
yeah, this, the number of songs that I cannot perform until I've, you know, Put in oh my God, of, it's going to take me a month to yeah. just learn this song. That oh, when we I recorded ended. it, it was off paper and now it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of, and a lot of stuff I'm doing now is like a lot of, I'm, I, I will play the instruments on it and I don't, I obviously cannot play all of the instruments myself on stage. So mm-hmm. I've now made uh, quite a few songs that I cannot play live <laughs> because I don't have an entire band with me. And sure. Yeah. One of my favorite things you've done in the last few years live, and I'm not even sure I should, maybe I'm spoiling it and that's also not going to translate it, just describing it, but like it's sort of a tribute to, or it's a looping, it's a looping, what, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. song called? Or what, uh, what I, just, called I just call it build a song, but it's the, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a tribute to, um, or a spoof off of, uh, musicians who will use a digital looping machine and build the, the Reggie Watts yeah, thing, yeah. which uh, it's not a shot at Reggie Watts. I'm not making fun of Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts is a genius. We all know that. <laughs> but people, it is a thing that many people... Him? No, just to, I mean, I, I think I heard one person one yeah. time be like, not cool, man. I was like, dude, What's I'm not... not it's, it's also a thing. Like, there, he's not yeah, the only yeah. person who's doing people that. There are like things. 10 I'm people sure, that are... No, I'm pretty sure he invented looping pedals. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I, I'm not saying he's not one of them. He's definitely... I think he did just invent looping as a thing. I don't think Jimmy Page ever did it. No one ever said the same thing. Twice. With an echoplex. <laughs> yeah. um, but it yeah. was but it was a you know it's a, it's just a spoof off of that which yeah. is not yeah which also so. requires a lot of choreography that is transparent to the the viewer yeah. until it isn't and then when it when the reveal comes it's uh it's amazing yeah oh, thanks so uh, go see like from live or watch the videos we, we'll put over on promisense.com including uh your songs with hard and firm about the carbon cycle mm-hmm. um Trace Elements, which is a country... Uh, how would you describe that song? Um, yeah, that's a kind of a big, long laundry list of, rather than being uh, kind of redneck, redneck things, mm-hmm. like a, a Trace, Adkins song, uh, Trace Adkins song would be all the things about trucks and beer and b- right. barbecues and God and all I know. Um, and this is just that same style, but with very scientific terms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's that same spirit, but in, uh, yeah. It's very funny. And Rodeohead is one of my favorite things ever, which is the montage of or uh, mashup of a bunch of Radiohead songs done bluegrass style. Mm-hmm. How many total songs are in that? I think 19. If you count the it's, little, there are a couple little throughs that are just like there'll be one mandolin that's just going. Yeah. And we count that as a song because that's a reference to it. It's awesome. Song. We will link to that. Thanks, man. How are you doing? How was a. Uh, Jesse walked away for a minute, uh, oh, and we were all, yeah. of course, like, yeah, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm fine. I yeah. do have to. I do have to bail, though. Oh, oh no! Sorry, guys. Oh, well, that's understandable. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. No, I have to go. Um, so uh, there's an antibiotic at Walgreens waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, antibiotic treatment thing yeah. for potential UTI stuff that goes with it. Okay, so I'm gonna get on that ASAP. Yeah, and then. Um, you well, know, if you're back in time, we'll ice my dick or something. Can I give you? Can I give you a piece of uh, not uh, medical advice? But uh, I think what they would advise doing is, if you can, and this is a uh, sorry viewer, but you're here and <laughs> suddenly a uh, personal um, conversation. Um, pee through some kind of screen or something so you can catch the thing and take it in and have a look at what kind of thing it is. Since there are different kinds, they'll if if it's one, you would have a different course of. But once it's gone, it's other, gone, right? No, no, no. Once it comes out, it's a rock. But and I'm you saying, can take that rock. Once it's out, then your problem is also gone. Right? Well, but, but you're no, prone you to make more. more. You're, it, yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay. not a matter of if you'll have more, they say. It is you will have more. Not, and you should also drink water for the rest of your life. A lot of water. I am. I've been drinking yeah. so much fucking water. But then you should move out right of California. Now, isn't that causing more? Like, in the short term, drinking that water means you have to, you're in more. You're it's be the only way to do it. Right. It's the only way to do it. So when you're at Walgreens, maybe buy like a cheap sieve. 
a cheap yeah. sieve. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna do it, guys. Guys, we're I gonna think get my to dad the just of fished his out of the toilet when he when it came. See, that's out. what I'm trying to help you avoid. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> don't want to stick your yeah. hand in your toilet, then you should pee through a screen. Uh, listener, hey, why don't you pee through a screen? Let us know sure. how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> pee through a screen. Why not? Just for fun. Tell us your experiences. Yeah, love a your envelope pee screen. Yeah, absolutely. And to our dear listeners, I'm sorry my dick's broke. You know, but I'm gonna get it fixed. And, uh, you know, and we'll have photos of the fucking stone. Put them on probablyscience.com. Oh, we definitely will. We definitely will. Oh, man. Oh, with, a little picture, with a little picture of the uh, filet landing on it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we can Photoshop that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Get that happening. Get, get this gone before you leave town, because you don't want to deal with this on the road either. I'm not going on the road if this is gone. Oh, man. Um, like, but, yeah, it'll be gone by the time I leave town. Okay. Oh, Hopefully. Gone for the holidays. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll be back. Best of luck. Yeah, I'll be back. Luck, I'm gonna go down some uh, antibiotic mm. antibiotics. I gotta like eat with it, so I'm gonna do that. All right. All right. And I'll, uh, I'll be back. And by the time listeners are hearing this, hopefully, it's, it's of course it'll be. Been, yeah, we, yeah, or like I'm dead. That's I don't even think that's like an option. Yeah. I think the stone will be, should be your next guest. <laughs> little microphone in front of this little tiny We're going to have the stone on. And then we have the sound from the comet as its responses. Yes. <laughs> but it's like cuter, ticking. smaller and cuter. <laughs> All right, Jesse, take care, man. Yeah, I guess this will be up um, probably the second week of December. So we should remind people, we did put a little gift guide over at probablyscience.com uh, consisting of albums and books by past guests and just things we think you should buy for loved ones this holiday season. Um, so we'll have... Uh, we'll have um, the Jesse's kidney stone. Jesse's kidney stone, of <laughs> course. There will be an auction. It's not just, I mean, we know we can't go to one yeah, person. Yeah, the biggest donor to probably science gets to have kid- yes. Jesse's kidney stone. Yeah. We'll link Runner-up to- gets a picture with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is almost as good. These Take your picture, move it. on. Yeah. No hugging the stone. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we'll link to your album, The Very Last Songs I Will Ever Record, part one. Oh, thanks. And uh, Horses and Grasses, which I think you can still get online, the Hard and Firm album Probably. somewhere. Probably. And, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Rodeohead is on it. Actually, I think somewhere along the way, Comedy Central is now the uh, owner of the distribution of it because we did a Comedy Central special, and I think they pulled it off. Rights wise, it was too. I guess. Hard I to... think we we got permission from Radiohead, but really, they, right? yeah. From but how the, did you go about yeah. doing that? They're they're friends. No, I'm kidding. They're not. <laughs> um, I wish they were, but they're not. Um, that's it. If you guys are listening, I want to be friends. Um, but they no we somehow we got I don't even know how we just heard from like hey they played it for you know I was in the room and the, you know the manager played it for so and so and so and so and like Tom and someone that's, else and they said great love it or something like that awesome. and we were like, okay that's cool. so cool so uh, so yeah we'll link to that if you click on the uh, shop Amazon link on our site that's where you can find the list of gifts options and um, also listeners suggested that we tell people a good way to remember to use the Amazon link for all your shopping is if you have a bookmark for Amazon just replace the link there. With the link on our site, so you yes. never have to think about it. You just click on that, and then all your purchases uh, cost the same, but we get a nice little kickback. So all your shopping you're doing this holiday season on Amazon, remember to go to our link first so that uh, you help contribute to the show. And then and what are you going to do with that money? Transparency. What are you yeah. going to do? Where is this money I mean, going? Tr- truth be told, the money is just kind of sitting and waiting for us to make the next move on, I'm hoping, a tour is is the plan with that money. So your money is going to a good thing that will help us yeah. get out to you in person. As is the money from your donations. We've got a couple of donations since we recorded the last episode through probablyscience.com. There's the PayPal button there. So Nick Osmo donated. Thank you very much, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Nick's also sent in stories in the past. So thanks, mm-hmm. Nick, hey. friend of the show. Uh, he also says, uh, keep up the awesome work, guys. Hope this goes towards the Vomit Comet trip, which was one of the things we suggested we a while do. ago that yeah. <laughs> we still have done nothing We may go it. to adult space camp next year. There's a lot of things we've talked There's about. There's a lot of things. We, I think the first thing that we're definitely going to try and do that is more plausible than going on the Vomit Comet is going to 
Denver or Chicago. Right. Or... Yeah. Just a quick. I just met the uh, a woman who does the vomit comet. Like really? she she, she uh, read, is or... the, one of the coordinators. She she taught oh. uh, or walked Adam Savage through it from when they did it for MythBusters, and yeah. I think she was saying it was like something like five thousand dollars a ride or something like that. It or... was, when we looked it up, I can't remember how much it was now, but it was. It was a bit too much to just do it on a whim, but it was right. su- surprisingly affordable. Yeah, and you like, get, I think, 12... Yeah. Oh, really? Like 12... Like, when we looked at it, it was something it like, something like... We could... It wasn't in the sort of ten high tens, if not hundreds of thousands, which is what I expected. Yeah. It was definitely within the realm of but, something that we but, could but then if you on. compare it to just waiting in line 12 times at lex Luthor's drop of doom at six flags <laughs> it sort of like seems like a waste of money yeah. by the way how horrifying would it be to be a plane that is flying next to the vomit comet not knowing that. it's the vomit god and be like oh my god that plane is oh oh thank oh, god no, he's right, he's right. Okay. oh my god they lost control again oh oh jesus okay somebody's gonna oh there they go again <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Yeah, it's uh, pretty awful. Um, it's bonkers. We also have to thank uh, Andrew uh, Pacocha. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm going to guess Pacocha. Yeah. I hope Pacocha. we got it right. So thank you. And Andrew, who's also on Twitter at, at MyCrappyDoodles. He's been going through the back catalog, which all of you can do. I think you can get to all 140-some episodes on yeah. probabytimes.com. You can't on iTunes. It only keeps the last 100. So Yeah, but if through can- our website, you can listen to the back, back issues. So thank you very much for donating. We really appreciate it when you donate. Those of you who aren't able to donate, the other way you can really help us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends, tweet, Facebook. Maybe give the uh, give the podcast a subscribe and a five-star. Yes. yes. That make totally it, make it jump up. Even if you don't listen in iTunes, if you still go into iTunes and subscribe, that's a big help. And then just ignore that if you don't want to use that as your podcatcher. You know? Yeah. But it still helps our Nice things so. about us on Stitcher and whatever. Uh, nah. Get a tattoo. You listen to it. Yeah. Put on a tattoo. A, probably signs across put a your forehead. On Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Send in a fancy. Uh, these guys. I don't know if you guys can see it. Oh no, of course you can't because you're listening uh, on an audio device. But uh, these guys are wearing fancy leather jackets, and there's a whole rack of fancy leather jackets behind each one. Send them another fancy leather Maybe jacket. More fancy leather jackets. <laughs> we can never use enough. Maybe so. train your pets to bark or squawk the words probably science or the and theme then song put yeah. it on youtube so do you it goes have a, viral do you have a minor bird <laughs> why would you not want to have it by the way i just realized you actually do have a nice leather jacket and i wasn't uh, looking yeah, at it at the time i, I, I was making I a joke that was the then, inspiration oh, yeah, is, for that there is one leather jacket in this room in this it, porch it is pretend leather oh made of i don't know made from pretend cows is it really made yeah, from this isn't it's not leather really. made from an animal that is pretending to be a cow yeah you are not you are uh, fake cool you're I, not yeah. as cool as I thought you were I'm helping animals but probably destroying the environment it does it even feels it's still I would have still guessed leather if it's I touched made, it it's made from blood diamonds yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's not leather oh that's good it's made from blood diamonds it's worse <laughs> that's even By worse orphans. <laughs> that's, uh, kidney stones are kind of blood diamonds aren't they uh, really, when you think about it that's sort of the ultimate Lord. blood diamond they're kind of pea diamonds actually pea diamonds yeah God, I Which can't sounds like that's a, happening. That sounds like it right should now. be my performer name from now on. Uh, P Diamond. P Diamond. <laughs> yeah, that's the rap version of your performance. Yeah, exactly. That's the mm. thing. There is an environment story that we've been sitting on for a while that I would like to cover. Let's do it. This is a I don't know. This is a kind of we might be all dying at some point soon. So according well, to, I mean, mm. well, long enough in time scale. Yes, mm. the yeah. intergovernmental panel on climate change, which came out recently with a report uh, that said we pretty much need to phase out all fossil fuels or as near as damn it by two uh by 2100 hmm. if we are going to avoid dangerous climate change so that's, that's sort of what i assumed we had time scale wise i think less yeah. than 100 years 
Yeah. Don't most people who are speculating on when peak oil is going to happen think that we're... Didn't it happen already? I, I thought, did not, I thought I don't peak know. oil passed. Uh, maybe I, it did. Yeah, I think... Isn't that why we're doing tar sands and all that kind of nasty oil? Fracking. It's just not, fracking yeah. yeah. I don't know much about it. I do know that I just did a gig uh, in New Mexico, and it was close enough to Texas that people came over from there to go to this casino and see. And I met a guy who is uh, working in the oil industry in Midland, and I guess they're having a huge boom right now, which I didn't know. It's because of all these new techniques of, yeah. Yeah. He he just said technology and didn't say, it's like, well, yeah, we're fragging and whatever. Actually, according to this Wikipedia article, which is obviously gospel, (laughs) it does suggest 2050 is probably when production will be in decline. Really? Oh. What? I thought that was in like 2003 or something. I thought it was a long time ago. That For some reason, happened. that's when it started to become a, a, a thing people were talking about as a topic. Maybe. I think. Okay. Were... Well, hang on, hang on. This thing says there's a general consensus between industry leaders and uh, analysts that world oil production will peak between 2010 and 2030, with a significant chance that the peak will occur before 2020. Huh. So I don't know where the 2050 thing came from earlier on in the article. Eh, by then some crazy awesome technology will have come along and fixed all of it. <laughs> just magically. We don't have to work yeah. at it. It'll just happen. Yeah, sure. Um, so the inter- Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says that in a stark report, says in a stark report that most of the world's electricity can and must be produced from low carbon sources by 2050. If not, the world faces severe, pervasive, and irreversible damage. Mm-hmm. I just read something that uh, that we are set to have... Um, the hottest year on record again, I think. Uh, but that there will be no more coldest year on records. <laughs> like it's, it's just, just it's, it won't dip down that far. Like the graph I showed. You well, know. how do you explain the fact that it's snowing in upstate right? New York right, right? now? Six right. feet of snow. Idiot. Global warming. Didn't, Stephen Colbert had a really funny tweet uh, this morning, um, which was, um, "Global warming can't happen because it's cold outside. Just like uh, there's no more world hungry because I just ate." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I always think in terms of like. Uh, like um oh wait Stephen Colbert has taken over my thought and I can't think of my own thought right now <sighs> you just have Colbert on the brain yeah oh that's what it is the idea that uh, I could point to if my uh, I have a five year old son and if say he loses uh, a pound of weight for whatever reason his eating habits or whatever I could argue that he is no longer maturing or growing he's up as an adult grow- human being yeah that there's a trend that he's not growing up yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, when he, he lost weight duh <laughs> It's like when you're walking up a mountain and every so often on an upwards path on a mountain, there's a little down dip. Yeah. And at that point, you are now descending the mountain forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this, this report um, restates a few familiar positions, such as that warming is unequivocal and the human influence on climate is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, the period from 1983 to 2012 was likely the warmest 30-year period of the last 1,400 years. Warming impacts are already being seen around the globe in the acidification of the oceans, the melting of Arctic ice, and poorer crop yields in many parts. And without concerted action on carbon, temperatures will increase over the coming decades and could be almost 5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels by the end of this century. Science has spoken, UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon said. There is no ambiguity in their message. Leaders must act. Time is not on our side. Now, who are you going to believe? The scientists who are making record profits <laughs> right, or right. the oil industries who are doing this for your own the good. The mom yeah. and pop who, oil shops that are yeah, just, yeah. There's, they got, come on. Those, yeah, those. those Cynics. Poor, just working for the good of mankind oil execs yeah. in their little university labs. Yeah. Or the science. figure salaries. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hmm. That's always blows my mind. I. I've got a a friend who's a comic who has gone deep into the world of conspiracy theories. Okay. And and we were talking to him a while ago, and he 
what blows my mind is one of the things he he has conspiracy theories about are uh, things like global warming is one of his big ones. Yeah, and you go like, wait, that it is a conspiracy. That, that it is there a conspiracy. Is no- yeah, and you sort of go everything I know about your politics, your hatred for the likes of Dick Cheney and multinational corporations right. and how you would always favor the individual over the mm-hmm. yeah over the man and you go you are you're on the wrong team i don't know how you not realizing that <laughs> the person you think is currently conspiring against you is a couple of university researchers or not even a couple no, many many thousands of university yeah. researchers all working independently or on small projects with grants that just about pay their salaries right Versus ExxonMobil, the Koch brothers. Like, right. It's just like like these massive, massive companies that clearly... Like, everything I know about your politics points to you. You should be siding with these guys rather than these guys. Right. And somehow they've managed to trick you into working against them. Does he also go for uh, Flat Earth and that kind of thing? Is it? Just... He's not quite gone... No, he hasn't quite gone Flat Earth, but okay. occasionally the lizards come out. Okay. Oh, the lizard people. But, uh, but it's... It blows my mind how well they've managed to do with things like with global warming, with um, on the other side of things, because it's coming from this is coming from the left rather than the right. Things like uh, vaccine denials, right. vaccine skeptics or whatever. Right, right, right. Them. Again, the same way where just the human interest, they've managed to the propaganda and the human interest angle over the facts and over the statistics has somehow managed to. Yeah. Trump- it's a complicated issue, and you've got the media repeating a very simple thing over yeah. and over. But whatever yeah. it is, if it's Fox News, fine. It's still a media outlet, and even you can. But that's not real news. They're saying it over and over and over and over yeah, and over and over, and it just becomes. Go, this is exactly the same way the tobacco companies yeah. like it's the it's the tobacco company's playbook right. from fifty years earlier, yeah. without almost any difference. Yeah. Like it's exactly the same playbook. And the same as uh, have you seen the the movie Fed Up? About I have sugar. There's a there's no. a big like sugar being the new tobacco oh, yeah, thing, yeah. which I totally you know I, I I saw it I'm on board I thought it was like oh is yeah there is, is definitely all, all sugar su- well sugar and high fructose uh, corn syrup yeah. which is the American version of sugar which right. we don't even really have in the UK because the corn we don't have the corn lobbies oh, yeah. but it, yeah I I notice I put on weight when I'm in America more and I don't know where, yeah. how much of that is the greater amount of time in a car because when I used to live in London. I would take public transport everywhere and I'd walk between trains. Right. Which is America- probably like, I bet San Francisco and New York and places probably have yeah. a bit more yeah. fit people than... But I wonder also how every food, particularly in America, yeah. but every food is chut full of sugar. And that's what, that's what this thing is about. fresh and cook everything from scratch. Right. And that's what, that's what they're talking about. Is it's not just the sugar that you eat. Like, oh, I'm having a Snickers bar. Well, there you know what you're yeah. eating. Yeah. You know you're eating sugar. But it's when you don't realize it. No, no. Bread, half the pasta first, sauce. Yeah. Cereal, uh, I mean, like, we you know, sugar cereals, but even ones that aren't sugar cereals, things that just... Yeah, or ketchup you know, or something. Or juice, like, like a juice yeah. box. It just feels like, I'm giving them apple juice, right? Like I say, I got two kids, so I'm like, eh. But now, oh, yeah. yeah, a juice box is Entirely. like tablespoon after tablespoon of sugar that you're just giving them sugar, the, and it... Yeah, the writing job I used to have, the break room there had cereal for the morning, mm-hmm. and I'd look through it, and every single cereal, even the ones that don't seem... that aren't, like, honey... Uh, flake or whatever frosted flakes or any of those kind of ones the ones that seem like healthier cereals you look at them and it has per serving 10 grams of sugar yeah 
which is an immense amount. Yeah, yeah. There used to be, I feel like like used to be a delineation between sweet cereal and regular cereal. My parents would hold the sweet cereal would be like a, a special thing, like maybe just weekends or something. Yeah. But then after a while, they they all start to taste like even Kicks, which I thought of as like a non-sweet cereal. Right. It's pretty sweet. I mean, they're all sweet now. Yeah. They just have to yeah. to sell them. They have to all be well, kind of. The other thing was there was a big move in the eighties uh, towards low fat foods. And that was like the the yeah right. because that's, they, that's the evil of the shows day. Yeah. right because that was suddenly they realized people think things are healthier if you plaster low fat over things, but if you remove the fat, which gives a lot of the flavor to the food, yeah. the way you replace that is to put sugar and salt in. Right. And you end up with something that's actually less healthy than if you had... Now you have diabetes instead of overweight. Yeah, and yeah. certain fats are actually and not overweight. too unhealthy. Right, right, right. Like trans fats and uh, saturated fats are one bad, of the things but this... unsaturated are not right. that bad in certain amounts. It's... Right. That's one of the things that they, they illustrate that you maybe don't realize is when you look on the nutritional information on the side, it'll have percentages, the daily recommended amount of this, and the yeah. daily recommended amount of fiber, and the daily Sugar, it will not put a daily recommended amount. They don't want you to see that everything has like 800 percent is Is there actually a a recommended it won't show that i mean mean, there's there's the world health organization has i think adults like an adult man it's like 30 grams of sugar or something like that and then an adult woman is 23 and a child is 12 but a juice box is like 30 grams of sugar according to the world health organization (laughs) a juice box would say oh yeah this right here is 400 (laughs) percent in this one thing that's not counting everything else they eat that day yeah and but in American company doesn't want to put that on the label, so and how do you? You I mean, have to look at the World Health Organization to find that out. I can't even think. And like you know, more and more studies are showing that milk is not maybe the best idea either. So it's just you know, it seems so boring to just have your kid drink a lot of water, but that's probably what we all should be doing the most of. Is, I mean, yeah. What else can here you? We are has drought. it changed? Yeah, has it changed your, your? What do you actually encourage your children to? Um, I definitely am drink. like I, me personally, I, I, I try to steer away from. It was a good movie to like, oh, I'm not going to, yeah, I don't need to drink. Not that I drank a ton of Coke anywhere yeah. and like, you know, once in a while. But um, yeah, I do like, you know, whatever, Weetabix and grape nuts and stuff like that. That like if I want to add some, I have you know, sugar in my coffee or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of like looking for that in my own stuff. And then, yeah, I don't do the juice boxes for them. No more juice boxes? I try to do, you know, like just rice and beans and i mean like basic you know normal stuff but gruel yeah, yeah but i just porridge. look at it like i'm paying attention to what's on the the thing and like right. looking at the number of grams and they're also trying to say like why don't we make uh instead of uk so maybe we don't have the percentage on there what if we just put the amount in teaspoons but they won't do that because that would show you there's oh, like six teaspoons so of sugar in you this. picture the oh, teaspoons yeah. of when sugar. when you see yeah. those people do those comparisons where they show a can of coke and then they show the amount of sugar in yeah. it as just granules of sugar. Right. Yeah. John Oliver did a thing on it too, which is really, really good. I think it was the last uh, show of his season or the second last one. But He's yeah. killing that show. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's phenomenal. Who would have thought? Because like, the format, you know, on first glance uh, wouldn't seem like the best idea. It's weekly, but trying to be topical, but it's such a great it's, show. Yeah. It's content. It's there was just... The first couple of weeks, though, they were clearly finding their feet and they were trying to work out how to make this not just be a watered down daily show. Right. And then once I think once they realize the real strength they have because they're weekly is to go really deeply into an issue. Right. And suddenly started doing these long pieces. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, so good. They're so great. And he's so, so good at that accent. He's not really uh, British, right? Is that? No, okay. No, he's been studying yeah, it for no. years. Um, he's one of the best. I have I've, a couple of conspiracies of my own. Yeah, he spent some time in the UK, uh, I guess, to sort of get into character. Okay. That's where I first yeah. saw him. You know, he was... Just undercover? Yeah, from, from probably like around uh, birth till his mid to late 20s oh deep yeah. undercover yeah <laughs> oh, okay yeah it's a long long con 
That's really good. Well, speaking of uh, conspiracy-sounding things that might not be conspiracies, uh, Matt, you found this article. That, that I've heard a lot of people talking about gut flora recently. That's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty hot topic. Oh yeah, gut flora. Um, yeah, we're back is... to antibiotics. I was going to mention something about that when Jesse was saying he's doing antibiotics, but he has an actual thing that might be there. But well, yeah. the, the idea that intestinal bacteria might affect mental health is starting to gain ground, and that's something that's sort of that's crazy. Sounds on its surface to be pretty crazy. Yeah, that this that could... story worried me at first because I, I looked at it and I saw like gut bacteria and probiotics and autism and, yeah. in the same article which was the basically Andrew Wakefield's bullshit like that was he, what he was supposedly investigating he's the guy who set off the current anti-vax thing yeah like yeah. I mean there's been various anti-vax things over the years I never had the whooping cough vaccination because my because that was the scare when I was oh like, it was yeah it, and Ben Goldacre in one of his books wrote about this quite interestingly because the various vaccine scares, one of the things that's peculiar about them is that that they are both of a time and of a location. So different Mm. countries at different times have different scares. So you go like, oh, in uh, Germany in 1986, people didn't have this vaccine because they thought it was linked to this condition. Hmm. And it just goes in these waves. And in 1980, when I was born in the UK, whooping cough was the scare of the day. And my mum reads the kind of newspapers that propagate that kind of bullshit. So I never had that vaccine. Uh, and Andrew, have you ever thought to get it since? I haven't actually had it since. <laughs> uh, I think I'm probably all right now, though. I don't think whooping cough is as dangerous when you're an adult. Right. Maybe I'm contributing to a lack of herd. I don't actually know community. how... Yeah, can you not even get it? Like, why is it a bigger thing? If I you do know. a lot of whooping, <laughs> yes. then there's a chance you'll And I used coughing. to live with a hooper, but now but it's less of a risk now. Yeah. I used to hang with Mr. Hooper, yeah. actually. <laughs> but, uh... um, but Andrew Wakefield was the was the guy who's now proven to be fraudulent research. Right. Like, he was struck off in the medical council. I think he was even convicted of some kind of fraud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's run off to America, where he's still able to do some kind of private practice, and it's very bullshitty, and yeah. he's still held up as a shining example of the man fighting against the system by people who believe that kind of thing. Right. And it's, it's horrible. He's I- a horrible, horrible fraud who is directly responsible for mm. kids having life-threatening illnesses. Mm. So fuck that guy. At the time when uh, we were doing vaccines for uh, our older one, it was right when that was really a hot topic, and yeah. it was not, oh, look, now we know. It's yeah. totally disproven. This was like almost six years ago. You know? And it's really, and, like uh, I can imagine, it was horrible Like when was, you're reading all those articles. Oh, yeah. Of, and we were really like, so what do we do? And there were, there, was, there were things that seemed plausible, like, you know, the number of vaccines has shot up, and now the people who decide what vaccines are making money off the thing were like, uh, And it plays into your deepest fears as a parent. Like of you're, course. You have, there's almost no stronger just biological urge than to protect your child. Right, right. And well, you know, what we did was we talked to our doctor about it and he said, eh, you know, I think, I think it's probably fine to do them, but you can do whatever you want, but you can, uh, I think I don't worry that they are causing that, but that's, it's totally up to you. Yeah. Um, and so we did all of the ones, you know, we did all the vaccinations. We just spread them out. You don't have to like, a lot of the worry was like, you're bombarding them with all of these yeah. things and, and we were like, all right, can we you know, Which spread it out and sure. now is even known because that's one of the things that the anti-vax people have shifted gears and like uh, that's Donald Trump for example who's is he part that, of that I didn't oh know fuck yeah that's, who's he's Trump? the latest addition to the makes... bullshit who's Donald Trump <laughs> I don't <laughs> if only oh no, wouldn't no. that be a nice world if we were all <laughs> uh, so he's come out and got, he's come out on the side of well why are we just doing them all together and there are a couple of very good reasons for doing them together and not spreading them out mm-hmm. um 
firstly, it minimizes the number of times you have to take your your baby to a clinic right. to have a horrible like you know even experience. even though it's very important yeah. it's not a nice experience my son is a masochist by the way oh, so, okay. oh, so, so there's actually yeah because it, of the it, fact it, that you spread the yeah. optics yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well it's gonna happen yeah. there is a link so it also it makes it substantially more likely the more you spread them out that your kid is going to end up missing one or more of them hmm. And also, just because it, you'll forget which just ones, just because you'll forget, or, or admin, or it's just hard to get to the clinic. And, oh, okay. Like some, it's easier for some people than others. But if it becomes a widespread thing that you you spread them out, mm-hmm. yeah. well, for um, it's it's easier if you're a if one of the parents is a comedian who has days free, right? But if two people who work full time jobs, and right. right, it's not easy to take your kid to a clinic, sure, many times rather than just a couple, right. Uh, and we have also, a drive-through. We just drive through. Oh, Lean the baby out. Yeah, stick his butt out the window. <laughs> they do, yeah. And now he's got uh, crooked butt. Yeah. Uh, now he's got uh, torque. Is the thing butt. where yeah, it right. is the torque. Butt torque. Um, and the other reason is it also increases the amount of time that they're not protected for certain conditions. Oh yeah, right. I guess anytime you're, if you're just delaying so, one of them. Yeah, there's a there's a greater window when they are at risk of getting certain things. Oh, it's, right, it's settled, right, right. Mike. You're a bad dad. Oh, he's no. <laughs> he's a horribly deformed and sad, uh, very ill but, child. No. But this is the thing. Okay, I think no. at the time you did ex- where there was so much worry, you did, did the right the, thing, which yeah. was just to you got you got your kid the stuff eventually. Right. Yeah, but yeah. anyone who's listening now, be aware if you yeah. see someone saying spread them out and don't do them all together. That's it's been now very well studied. There is yeah. no difference. There's no greater risk from having them all together than there is yeah. separating them you are it is equally safe don't so, spread so them out so that link to and, vaccines and, and autism has been debunked but according has, to this nature.com article that we'll link to uh, now there is hard evidence linking conditions such as autism and depression to the gut's microbial residents known as the microbiome <laughs> And neuroscientists are taking notice, not just of the clinical implications, but also of what the link could mean for experimental design. Yeah, so it says, this, the field is going to another level of sophistication, uh, says Sarkis Masmanian, a bi- microbiologist. God, that's a good name. It's a, it's great, a great name. <laughs> Come on. It's a Star Wars name. Ah. Sarkis. Sorry, Sarkis, Mas- Sarkis Masmanian. Or Masmanian. A what a great name. name. Armenian names do just double instantly as, like, commanders in Star Wars <laughs> perfectly, <laughs> don't they? Or Star Trek, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh... Sarkis is a microbiologist at the California Institute of Technology in Pasadena, just up the road from us. So hopefully this will shift this image that there is too much commercial interest and data from too few labs. Uh, This year, the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health spent more than $1 million on a new research program aimed at the microbiome brain connection. And on 19th of November... Uh, neuroscientists will present evidence for the link in a symposium at the annual Society for Neuroscience meeting in Washington, D.C., uh, called Gut Micro- uh, Gut Microbes and the Brain, Paradigm Shift in Neuroscience. The word gut is getting thrown a lot, around a lot these days. Like, it's yeah. sort of disconcerting how, like, in professional situations, like, that's a little bit too slangy, isn't it? Like, yeah, I gut, think so. It's, it also sounds gross. I think it's proper. <laughs> I think it's actually proper. But I like the fact that they use Paradigm Shift as well, which further... Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't tie in the going with my gut as a physical thing. (laughs) Like, it's not just like, eh, you're literally accessing a part of your stomach to inform your brain as to what the right decision is. Rename it. You've got until... What if there is some wisdom of the ancients, and that's where that saying came from? Like, they knew just Mm. in their their guts that their guts were controlling their brain. Yeah, maybe you are what you eat was edited down from you are thinking what you eat. So it does say, although correlations have been noted between the composition of the gut microbiome 
and behavioral conditions, especially autism, neuroscientists are only now starting to understand how gut bacteria may influence the brain. Did you know your stomach has a brain? <laughs> There's a little tiny brain inside your stomach. We, we all like have a crank. We all have like, a quato or a crank. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we actually... There was a story we covered a while ago about how there is elements of central nervous system in the digestive system that I can't remember now. God, that, this is going back a while. Elements of it in terms of... Uh, I'm not sure I know. I don't know. This is... I've heard that, uh, that the diversity of your flora... Um, will influence how you can react to, like, allergies. Like, that there are possibly a reason for peanut allergies and oh, all those different possible. nut allergies and things, is that there's so much antibiotic use that it wipes out much of the diversity in your stomach. You can't process things you used to be able to. And that somebody was talking about taking... How'd they do this? There was, like, a... I think you have to fast and cleanse and flush everything out, and then you take pills of people's poop? They're, well, they're like some... supposed like fecal transplants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is something, and again, yeah. Is there any, has right anybody heard of that? I'm not saying I'm like chapping at the bit, but. On the, on the show. Yeah, it's to do with autoimmune conditions, and uh, we have talked about it a bit on the show, and it's a very new field of science, but it does seem to be working for certain people, people with some very serious autoimmune conditions. And does that include treated, allergies but... as well? Or yeah, I, food well, I think they're all. I think a lot of those are again. I, this is okay. va- this is so far out of my field knowledge, but yeah. I, I think a lot of them are connected to the same sort of mechanisms, which is okay. basically the body, the way the body normally treats itself or heals itself, overreacting, okay. and actually ending up doing itself damage. Huh. Um, so it says in this article, the immune system almost certainly plays a part, uh, as does the vagus nerve, which connects the brain to the digestive tract. Hmm. Uh, bacterial waste products can also influence the brain. For example, at least two types of intestinal bacterium produce the neurotransmitter Y um, Y uh, aminobutyric butyric acid, which is G A B A. Maybe that's not a Y. Maybe that's the Greek letter. Maybe that's the Greek letter. Maybe that's the chord progression. You're supposed to sing that word. Those are the notes. That is not a Y. That's a gamma. Oh, this this is interesting. Did you read the part about the mice? Um, they found that in a group of mice uh, born by a cesarean section, this is an evidence of why the microbiome is, is likely oh, they, to have they the don't biggest... pass through. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's most important early in life. Uh, it has the greatest impact in the brain at that point. Um, so mice born by a C-section, which um, they hosted different micro- microbes from mice born vaginally, and they were significantly more anxious and had symptoms of depression and the animal's inability to pick up their mother's vaginal microbes during birth, the first bacteria that they would normally encounter, may cause lifelong changes in mental health. Hmm. Wow. So what if that leads to a new thing about C-section mothers are bad or something? So maybe the treatment is you just build a little tunnel and the kids have to crawl through it. <laughs> yeah. If you were born by C-section, you have just to... like, there's a smearing process? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a slip and slide. You run, tuck slide, down into fetal position. the jump, out take the a dive. There you go. <laughs> Wait, no, that was Crocodile Mile, wasn't it? Remember that ad? What is it? There was an ad that had a jingle. I could still remember the song for uh, Crocodile Mile, which was a slip and slide, but at the end there's a bump in a little pool. Oh, okay. So you, you run, you slide, you hit the jump and take a dive. I think that's what it is. I'll, huh. I'll have to look up the ad. You run, take a knee, slide out the side, no anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> this has not been proven by the FDA. <laughs> 
Vaginal slip and slide from Waymo. So it says, similarly, a 2013 study from Masmanian's lab found that a mouse model with some features of autism had much lower levels of a common gut bacterium called Bacteriodes fragilis than did normal mice. Huh. Uh, is it you allowed to say normal? That seems wrong. That seems... Uh, anyway. Very normative. Yeah. It's uh, mouse normative the of them. Animals were also stressed, antisocial, and had gastrointestinal symptoms often seen in autism. Feeding was, was Jesse born by C-section? Mm, uh, was that too much? I'm sorry. No, no, no. He's not here. He's, not. He's dead, Andy. He's... How can you say that? Of... Feeding B. Uh, fragilis to the mice reversed the symptoms. Hey. The group also found that the mice with these symptoms had higher levels of bacteria of a bacterial uh, metabolite called 4... Jesus. Uh, 4-ethylphenylsulfate, oh, which is 4-EPS in their blood. And injecting that chemical into normal mice caused the same behavioral problems. So we've got to eat these mice. Yes. <laughs> so the mechanism for these effects is still unclear. Uh, at the meeting, Masmanian will present data showing that feeding 4-EPS to mice causes behavioral problems only if the gut is leaky, presumably because that allows the chemical to seep into the body through the intestinal wall. Hmm. The observation also raises the possibility that some people with autism could be supported with therapies such as probiotics that target the gut instead of the brain, hmm. which is a much more complex and inaccessible organ. Hmm. Hmm. Studies also found that autism can be completely reversed by naming your child Masmanium. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here comes the disclaimer. Even those at the forefront of the research remain skeptical that the findings will translate into treatments for humans. The evidence that probiotics affect human behavior is minimal to say the least, Masmanian acknowledges. Hmm. Still, he says, a growing number of researchers are starting to look at some mental illnesses through a microbial lens. Uh, Why do they think that humans would be so different from these other animals in terms of their reaction? I don't know, but... Uh, there's implications for basic research, too. In another study to pre be presented at the meeting, veterinarian Catherine Hagen at the University of Missouri in Columbia compared the gut bacteria in laboratory mice of the same genetic strain that had been brought, uh, that had been bought from different vendors. Uh, the so off-brand gut goop. Yeah. <laughs> Just generic. 99-cent stuff. Well, apparently, the mice from the Jackson Lab uh, Laboratory in Bar Harbor, Maine, for instance, had fewer bacterial types in their gut than did mice from Harlan Laboratories, which is headquartered in Indianapolis. Mm. So, such differences could present a major complication for researchers seeking to reproduce another lab's behavioral experiments. Hagen says, when her team transplanted bacteria from female Harlan mice into female Jackson mice, the animals became less anxious and had lower levels of stress-related chemicals in their blood. So Hagen notices, notes that when a lab makes a mouse by in vitro fertilization, the animal will pick up microbes from its surrogate mother, which might differ greatly from those of its genetic mother. If we're going to kill animals for research, we want to make sure they're modeling what we think they're modeling, she says, <laughs> in quite a morbid tale yeah. to the story. <laughs> so I don't get why they would be, they're so pessimistic about uh, finding evidence down there. Maybe there, we haven't done enough tests on humans, but it doesn't mean that that link won't prove true also. Uh, you know, like why the skepticism about whether this will translate into treatment for humans? Well, I don't know, but uh, I guess, I mean, firstly, it's a very complex thing you're modeling and a very yeah, yeah, uh, ill-understood thing. And then I guess this problem with different bacteria in even different str in even just different samples of exactly the same species, yeah, of these mice based make, on the environment and yeah. So this is going to be a real, it's a tricky thing. 
So let's hold off on those poo transplants for the time being, guys, mm-hmm. but still keep d- eat, eating at least four quarts of yogurt a day. That's right. <laughs> That's what I've been sticking to. This segment sponsored by YoPlay. <laughs> uh, I think we've got time for one more story. Sure. I think, because this is a story that was sent in by John Hood and at least one other person. I'm sorry to miss out whoever you were who also sent in this story. But a planet formation has been captured in a photograph. It's actually a story from earlier in the month, but we oh. hadn't got around to it. This is pretty damn cool. Uh, this is... This is the early stages of a planet being formed yeah. has been captured. Beautiful. Looks like a, uh, a cross-section of yeah. a glowing oh, tree. Oh, it's adorable. The clearest ever image of planets forming around an infant star has been taken by the ALMA radio telescope. Well done, ALMA radio mm-hmm. telescope. Well done, yeah. In a vast disk of dust and gas, dark rings are clearly visible. Gaps in the clouds swept clear by brand new planets in orbit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. That's cool. So it's just a clustering of all the little yeah bits. So, mm. so it's almost like so. There's this dust cloud in the rings around the star, yeah. and but as the planet's starting to form, it's picking up that dust as it goes around. Like when you're sweep, basically like when you're sweeping a dirty kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so basically the cloud is right. That planet right now is in its dust bunny stage. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and then we can we can guess that the uh, there will be more dust bunnies around it. Right. They'll be, like it is yeah, in our own solar system. So I guess that's what each each of those gaps in the dust cloud is the path swept clear by planet going around nice um in a vast disk of dust and gas in this bbc story dark rings are clearly visible um the sun-like star at the center hl tau is less than a million years old and is 450 light years from earth in the constellation taurus Uh, the image was made possible by alma's new high resolution capabilities before the uh, process of planet formation takes place in the midst of du- such a dust, uh, huge dust cloud, it can't be observed using visible light. Uh, ALMA, which is the Atacama Large Millimeter Slash Submillimeter Array, Whoa. has snapped the impressive new image using much longer wavelengths, which it detects by comparing the signal from multiple antennas up to 15 kilometers apart. Whoa. Uh, to test out its latest high-resolution capability, only in operation since September... Alma scientists pointed the antennas at HL Tau. They found themselves looking at protoplanetary disk uh, in more detail than ever before. When we first saw this image, we were astounded at the spectacular level of detail, says Catherine uh, Vlahakis. Another great name. <laughs> Dr. Vlahakis. Vlahakis. That's a, that's a Star Wars baddie or a mm-hmm. baddie. Or even more of a... It's almost more Flash Gordon there. Yeah. <laughs> Vlahakis. Vlahakis the Merciless. A senior member of the Alma team. HL Are we Tau- racist, by the way? Is this just racism? No, those <laughs> okay, are cool okay, sounding. Cool those okay. are just... Just checking. Just it's checking. not racist if you're saying it's good, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, might be, actually. Okay. Might no, be. I think if we said that, sounds like that person can't dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that would possibly start to be... Yeah. In fact, that's... Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though. We are probably never going to see this planet form, though, right? This will take the next... Hundreds of thousands of right. I mean, like that thing's going to look like it is right now until we're all dead, right? They are in the process of forming, so I don't know what point you say it's a planet. uh, I also wonder how many times around it has to go before it sucks up enough stuff to be. Yeah, I have no idea. Needs to cool as well, right? So, Professor Tim Dizu is director general of the European Southern Observatory. Sorry, Tim, your name's not good enough for us to comment on. Uh, (laughs) One of several organizations involved in Alma, he said. Most of what we know about planet formation today is based on theory. Images with this level of detail have now been relegated to computers, have up until now been relegated to computer simulations or artist impressions. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of can't believe we can get this much resolution because I thought that for any planets outside of our solar system, all we can ever hope 
and this is based on the episode with um, Alex Lockwood and Crystal Dilworth, maybe like a year ago, who are astronomers, um, or at least Alex is. And uh, I thought you could only detect planets by seeing the brightness of a star change if you're lucky enough to have it pass in front oh, yeah. of it yeah, or to see the, the gravity wobble of the star but I thought you couldn't actually get images so it looks like of exoplanets. A, what would be funny is if uh, a week from now or a year from now they look at the same image or they take a picture from the same place and it's everything's going out a little bit and it turns out it's just like it's a supernova. It's just blowing up. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a Death Star shot but like somebody us. happens to look at the Death Star for one second and goes oh look a planet's forming. <laughs> like, oh, That's no planet. Destroyed by a baddie. <laughs> um Dr. Aprajita Verma, an uh, astrophysicist at the University of Oxford, said the picture was phenomenal. This shows how exciting ALMA is going to be. It's going to be an incredible instrument. She said the new data was especially interesting because the star HL Tau is very young. I think the big result is that you might have expected just a smooth disk. But you're really seeing multiple rings, and where it's darker, that's where you've cleared the material already in the disk. The whole process is happening faster than we would have predicted from existing data. It means that things are coagulating. It, it's really a planetary system that you're seeing at a very early time. These yeah. rings will form at planets, asteroids, comets, and eventually as the star evolves, this will cool and settle and there will be more clearing and more individual objects just like we see in our solar system. And finally, a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> so it says at the bottom of this article, this image matches predictions from computer simulations and illustrations like this one. Yeah. There's a computer That's pretty simulation damn close. There. You put up then a link to this on the... Uh... We will. We oh, linked yeah. all the stories this, this over on really probablyscience.com. Yeah, links nice. on probablyscience.com. Nice. Uh, as will links to our guest and our guest work. Mike, where Hi. can our guests find out more about you and your stuff? Oh, one could go to uh, MikeFerman.com. Oh, nice. And uh, from, it's, not a, it's not a fancy website, but it has it. it that's has Furman, the, uh, P-H. That's right. It's exactly how it doesn't sound. Uh, P-H-I-R-M-A-N. Um, and yeah, that'll, that'll launch you to songs and such. Songs Most of which is free. Songs to sing at children. That's Some going to be grades. the. I'm, I'm working on kid songs, and uh, I got about four or five done. And then, yeah, when they're done, it'll be all on an album called "Songs to Sing at Children." Excellent. Oh, that's fantastic. And yeah. you can look up. Uh, you can see him on Learning Town, Will Wheaton's Tabletop, and uh, we'll link to a bunch of hard and firm videos that. Nice. We're and your Twitter Thanks, handle man. is uh, at p h i r m at firm. Firm. That's concise. Yeah. I like it. So please do check out Mike's work. It's all fantastic. I think if you like this podcast, you will almost certainly be a huge fan of his stuff. Squarely in everyone's wheelhouse who is listening to this podcast. And I am a fan of this podcast, I will say, uh, publicly. Oh, thank thank you so much. It's great. great I can't believe you went to the trouble of listening to two episodes. That was very kind of you. I love it. Three. Nice. That's a lot. And I will will listen to more. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. So yeah, go to the website. You can check out Mike's stuff there. You can check out all the stories we link to. You can also donate through our donate button. You can also buy on Amazon using the Amazon link. And that gift guide, I, I put a lot of time into listing a bunch of things that we all like. So uh, it's it's taking work off of your hands this holiday season. You so can just go there and buy some stuff for people. Yeah, so, so do all that. Any questions, comments, clarifications, stories you want us to cover, you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. Yep. If you email, include your Twitter handle and we'll try and tweet out the stories as well and tag you so you get the credit. And get well, Jesse. Yeah, get well, Jesse. By the time you hear this, we're hoping he's... He will either be well or permanently not well, but four, we hope well. Four more kidney stones. Four more ki- <laughs> Wait, is that why? Was that- That's not what we want. No. We want fewer than that. Fewer than that. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, subscribe, donate, follow our guests, and we will see you next week. Yep. Bye-bye.